Hi, my name is Habib Chernivas, and this is Arnavar Stogi. And together we are co-hosts of the Backfield Rift. Thank you for tuning in. This is a special episode. The, the, the first Super Bowl we're doing on this podcast with my Eagles in the Super Bowl. We got yep. the shirt here, Philly Special representing. Hey, don't, how, hey, how don't do let feel? that don't let that green fool you. Ooh, okay, okay. How's this feel, Arnavar? Your 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 co-host team made it to the Super Bowl. Yeah, my co-host team. I mean, listen, it's been it's a special year for the Eagles. I'll say it. We both live near Philly, so we can, you know, feel the energy out of all the fans, but it is it is indeed special. And let's just dive into it. What do you, how do you feel about the Eagles going into this? You feel confident? Are you worried about something? What's what's the vibe right now? Here's the thing, right? I mean, everyone wants to talk about Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, Travis Kelsey. That's that's all you get, right? You you also hear Chris Jones, but football is the ultimate team sport. You know, maybe Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, you put them on a pedestal. You throw Travis Kelsey on that with Chris Jones, whatever. But when I'm talking team football, the Eagles have been a dominant team from day one till the Super Bowl, this whole entire season. And there isn't a doubt in my mind that they are going to continue to be that dominant team on the field on Sunday. Yeah, we can't we can't discount any team. Like I hear a lot of people saying, man, they had the easiest run to the Super Bowl. They had to play Daniel Jones and a team with no QBs. But that's not Philadelphia's fault. We talk mm-hmm. about all the time on this show. Good teams, they take care of business. And the Eagles, they took care of business. And we can't discount that. They got it done when they needed to get it done. They ran through opponents, easy or hard, when they needed to run through those opponents. And now they're here. I mean, this is the most talented team in the NFC, in my opinion. And they were the only team that should have represented the NFC. So any of this Eagles slander, I I, I hate it. I, I really don't like to see it because everyone just wants to talk about they have the easiest pass to the Super Bowl in history. Nah, they just took care of business when they needed to take care of business. All right, on the flip side here, the Kansas City Chiefs, you know, no stranger to the Super Bowl in recent years. How are you feeling about this team? Is this, well, first of all, I guess I would ask the question, how does this team compare to past Super Bowl teams for the Chiefs? How do you feel about that? When you look at the roster, that those brand names aren't there. You know, there's there's no more Tyreek Hill. There's no more Tyron Matthew, right? So those brand names are gone, but don't let that fool you. Do not let that fool you because if there is one person that can overcome anything, even players departing, their best receiver departing, it's Patrick Mahomes, man. And it looked like that ankle injury did not impact him at all in that Bengals game, we were talking about the playbook was going to be limited. I mean, there was no part of the playbook that was limited with Patrick Mahomes in that game. And now he's getting healthier. If you're Patrick Mahomes and this Chiefs team, you got to be confident coming in, especially as the best passing offense in the league, probably over the past five years. They can assert their dominance offensively anytime they want, and they can take over the game. So any injury risk any loss of big players if you're the Chiefs you're riding into this as confident as you were with those guys two three years ago yeah right the Chiefs don't have these brand names that we're talking about but I'll tell you what they do have they have the production right MVS Marquez Valdem Scandling against the Bengals in that game he has six catches off eight targets 116 yards a touchdown and 19.3 yards per catch 
right? The average. If, if Tyreek Hill puts up those numbers, we're going to be talking about it for the next week. But MVS, right? I'm not saying he's Tyreek Hill, but he's putting up the kind of production that Tyreek Hill gave this offense. And that's something not a lot of people are talking about. And I would even add to MVS, you know, Isaiah Pacheco, you, Rutgers, Rutgers legend. He His production is unmatched. I still remember Patrick Mahomes. He was rolling out, I believe, to the left. Isaiah Pacheco, he was the last option. And he just threw a little dunk pass. You know, that's going to get you five yards. No. Pacheco turns around, gets square, jukes the defender, tiptoes down the sideline for 11, 12-yard gain. If Pacheco is able to do that out of the backfield, just those little plays, those little effort plays to get those extra yards, it goes all the way in adding up and building these drives and moving the ball downfield, right? Pacheco didn't have a great day running the ball against the Bengals, but five catches for 59 yards. If you're able to get that production along with what MBS is doing, along with Travis Kelsey, it doesn't matter if Tyreek Hill is there or whatever is there. The Chiefs are using their weapons to the best of their ability, and they're maximizing what they're getting out of these guys. I will bring, I'll bring up one point, though, that did concern me a little bit. And that Chiefs-Bengals game, it was back and forth, right? You had a lot of mistakes on both sides in terms of turnovers and stuff like that. But if that happens against the Eagles and, you know, the 49ers, they start off with a little rough kickoff to the game. It's not going to end well for the Chiefs. It's, it might remind uh, Kansas City fans a lot about how that Bucks chiefs Super Bowl felt. <laughs> mm, yeah. I think first off, you have to protect Patrick Mahomes or at least give him three to four seconds in the pocket to just make his reads. Because we remember last time, what was the issue against the Bucks? That D-line was hounding them. And now they are facing the Eagles D-line with a deep, deep rotation. I mean, the Eagles have a history every year of just bringing guys in and keeping their, their legs fresh on the D line. And I mean, I think it was what, this is like the first time a team has four players with 10 plus sacks on their D line. It's incredible. The production, the Eagles get out of their D line. So the most important thing for the chiefs right here, protect Patrick Mahomes, give him enough time to find guys like MVS or find guys like Juju or find guys like Isaiah Pacheco. Patrick Mahomes is the dude you have to protect. That is of utmost importance when I'm the Chiefs offense. And I guess on the flip side of that, right, when you're talking about the Chiefs defense, what do they have to do in terms of stopping the Eagles offense? And I guess we can all say it together, slow down the running game. (laughs) That is the most important thing. I mean, the Eagles assert their dominance through the running game. And We talked about it last week. What did they need to do against the 49ers to get the ball going, to assert their dominance, to put Brock Purdy in an uncomfortable position? It was run the ball. And they did it pretty effectively. They got the yards they needed. Obviously, that matchup didn't go the way they wanted with the 49ers quarterback issues. But nonetheless, the point remains. The Eagles can take control of a game with their rushing ability. And so the the most important thing, if I'm the Chiefs, is I need to load up the box more important than AJ Brown, more important than Devonta Smith, more important than Quez Watkins is forcing that Eagles offense into, into a position where they have to pass. And that means bringing a safety up into the box. And that means having a middle linebacker who plays contain on Jalen hurts. That is the most important thing for this chiefs defense. If they want to put their offense in a position to win and limit this Eagles offense as well. 
And, you know, piggybacking off of that with the Eagles run game, right? If they get that run game going, that opens up so much. You know, the RPO, play action, Jalen Hurts getting out of the pocket, staying ahead of the chains, really. That's the big thing. And we can say that about any offense, but especially this Eagles offense. Because when you're playing on first and second down, right, with good positions, you're not in, you're not in third and long, the entire playbook is wide open. And the Eagles have shown continuously this season that they are not afraid to take that deep shot to A.J. Brown. This is not Jalen Hurts, you know, rookie year where he was somewhat struggling with that deep ball. This is Jalen Hurts, you know, MVP caliber season where he is confidently slinging the ball down the field. And I think that's going to be a big point in this game, as it is in any Super Bowl, right? The quarterback matchup, Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Hurts. And in no way am I going out and saying that Patrick Mahomes is going to, like, I guess, lose that quarterback matchup in the sense that. Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in this league. I, I'm not arguing with that, but what Jalen Hurts can bring as a runner, you know, as just a dominant physical quarterback, very, um, I guess, different to many of the quarterbacks in the league. I think that could be an X factor in this game. Jalen Hurts' ability to run the ball. Just, just off of that, if he gets that rushing ability going, you mentioned the RPO earlier, right? Nick Bolton and Willie Gay, I'm sorry. They are they are great linebackers in terms of coming up and stuff in the run. But if you get the RPO, that play action going, I'm sorry, but Nick Bolton is not rushing back five to ten yards and getting back in coverage before you have like Devontae Smith running a skinny post. Like that, it's just not happening. And that's gonna be easy completions for that Eagles offense. And so Kansas City, listen. It's clear cut what you need to do is contain the run and then everything else will play out. This is a, a Kansas City team that has allowed the sixth least opponents passing yards per attempt. That means they force them to short passing situations, short gains on these passes. And that that we have a history. They, they This year they were able to limit those big passing plays. But they're not going to be able to do that if they don't stop the run. And and it is of utmost importance. You got to, you got to early load up that box, contain Jalen Hurts, contain that rushing game. Because if that gets loose, the playbook gets loose and it gets out of hand. All right, maybe maybe this is just me as an Eagles fan. You know, I'm having some nostalgia here to the 2017 season. But you tell me what your thoughts are on this, right? I'm I'm seeing some similarities. We're we're drawing some similarities to that first Super Bowl for the Eagles, um, the first win. And maybe you don't have the same, you know, Cinderella storylines of Nick Foles coming in and all that. But, but you had, you know, at the time, New England, Tom Brady, Chiefs, Kansas City. I guess the Chiefs are the closest thing we have to a dynasty right now, right? And it's, yeah. it's, it's not necessarily. Yeah, I, it's already a dynasty. Five straight AFC Championship games, like that's okay. okay. Like, that's Fine. already a dynasty in my eyes. But all right, go for it. I mean, I guess when you compare anything to the New England dynasty, it's not the same thing, but. Yeah, Kansas City has the potential, right? But the point I'm trying to make here, right? What what did that Eagles 2017 team kind of make its bread and butter on? At least you know making up to that. And I know it's hard to compare this because the whole Nick Foles thing was like a whole different you know thing. But the play the play styles are similar, right? The play styles are similar. We run the ball really well. We have a plethora of weapons. You know that AJ Brown trade, and I, I I compare this still, right? AJ Brown is the best, like go up and get the ball kind of receiver we've had since Alshon Jeffrey, you know, in that year. No, it's fine. Alshon, hey, the only thing about that is Alshon Jeffrey isn't going to drop a slant into Marshawn Lattimore's hands. 
I, th- I think th- I think we're getting some Saints fan uh, nostalgia in here, which is not necessarily the scope of this episode. <laughs> but right. uh, we're gonna knock on wood. We hope that that doesn't happen next year. You know, with Saints Eagles in the playoffs, and uh, little AJ Brown uh, looks to recreate history, whatever that is. But the, the point I'm trying to make, right? I could anticipate a similar Super Bowl in which you know Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Hurts are going back and forth. And both of these defenses, right, they're not, at least I don't envision a defensive dominant day on Sunday, right? It's not going to be like, wow, the Chiefs defense held the Eagles to 17 points or the Eagles defense, you know, whatever, same thing. But I think it's going to be key plays where at the end of the game, who can get that strap, like strip sack, who can be that brain and gram for this defense? And Hassan Reddick, man, he has been that this year and in that he won that game. Like he took the tide against the 49ers and said, I'm going to go win this team. I'm going to win this game for my team. And maybe it's nostalgia, but I'm, I'm feeling it again, man. The, all these things coming together. I guess this, this is not only for the Eagles defense, but I would say even for the Chiefs defense is who is going to make that big defensive play, whether it be a stop or a turnover late in the game. And that's going to be the real decider is who is going to create that turnover that changes everything. And you're right, 100%. The the Eagles could do it. I would probably give them the slight edge, actually, just because of, you know, four players with more than 10 sacks, that talent on that D-line, they, they're going to have multiple chances against Patrick Mahomes to do that. But ultimately, I think the point as as a br- broader statement is very, very valid, that whichever team makes that one late defensive stop, and we've seen it in so many playoffs games this year and in previous years, Whoever makes that big stop in the fourth quarter really ends up as the winner. Yeah, you know, we've overviewed some of the major points in the Super Bowl. I guess with that, right? What's your pick? What do you have? Man, I mean, for you, for you is real easy. So <laughs> um I, I guess the color, the color already tells you, but I'm going with the Chiefs here. And one one X factor, and I've stressed it on this episode, is that Eagles rush. A rushing attack versus the Chiefs defense. And here's here's what I see happening. If the Chiefs are able to stuff the box and limit the Eagles rush rushing yards per carry, I really see that defense blossoming up and taking control of this game. You know, we always talk about the offense, but I think the Chiefs defense has been really underrated this season. There are so many pieces on that D-line headlined by Chris Jones and George Karloftis, Nick Bolton, William Gay have been great in the run. And I think Justin Reed's a good safety, as well as Trent McDuffie on the outside. This Chiefs team that is allowing six yards per passing play. So if they get that rushing defense down, I think their pass defense as a whole has been wonderful this season. And that that's what I'm really looking for is for them to have some sort of some semblance of defensive success against the Eagles. And I think they can do that. And I don't even got to say a word about Patrick Mahomes in this offense. They're going to get it done. No matter the pressure from the Eagles, no matter what, I know Andy Reid has schemed something for these extremely fast receivers to take advantage of the Eagles secondary. And I see them winning on both sides of the ball. So give me the chiefs in the Super Bowl. Okay. Yeah. I like that. But here's the one thing I will say. In terms of Patrick Mahomes, right, he's going to be great. He's going to make plays in this game. You can never discount that. But there is, like, a hint of the mobility issue. And, sure, like, he looked okay, but he wasn't, like, running all around the field on two Sundays ago. But I don't think the Eagles defense will allow Patrick Mahomes to get out of that pocket, right? 
he's going to have to stay in there. He's going to have to make plays from there. And he's capable of doing that. But ultimately, that is going to put a limit on what the Chiefs can do. I think it's going to be a good game. I think it could be high scoring. But ultimately, the better football team wins. And I think the Eagles have been that throughout the season, right? If the best head coach and quarterback always won, the Patriots would be undefeated. But they have lost, you know, in big games, big moments. Mm. And I think this is going to be one of those big moments where the Eagles are going to go into Super Bowl 57 and bring another one home. I will say this for the Eagles. If I had to pick a team in the fourth quarter who's going to create that turnover, who's going to create that game-changing play, the more likely team is the Eagles. And I, I will give you that. I'm still I'm still going with the Chiefs, but... I. I'm taking the Chiefs with a very slight grain of salt. Like, I understand, you know, the Eagles top to bottom have the best roster in the NFL, in my opinion, and the best head coach, the best quarterback, and the best players who can really change the game. And so taking it with a grain of salt, but I think the numbers and my feelings for Patrick Mahomes, my principle, if you would, is uh, telling me to go with the Chiefs. Okay, you know, maybe we've had a shift of principality, <laughs> where you want to put it, but let's shift gears, you know, going off of that to some Super Bowl trivia. You know, last year we played three hints, three guesses. Now we're doing two truths and a lie. You know, pick your numbers for next year, everyone. <laughs> but well, let me start off here, right? And uh, it's going to be an interesting one. First of all, you know, everyone's playing the Super Bowl, right, to – to win that Super Bowl trophy, the Lombardi trophy. So let's start there. Right, the first statement, the Lombardi trophy weighs seven pounds. The second statement, the Patriots have won more Super Bowls than the Pittsburgh Steelers. Or three, the Vikings have played in four Super Bowls, which is true, right? That's the true fact. I'll give that to you. But they have never held a lead. They have never held a lead. Yeah. Wow. Okay. All right. I think I think the Super Bowl one is true, so I'm gonna knock that out. I don't. I don't think you'd make a weight up for it. Yeah, that's true. I believe. Okay. I believe the steel. I want to say the Steelers and the the Patriots are tied in Super Bowls. I think. I think they are tied at like five. So. There's no way they never hold, held a lead in any of the four Super Bowls. That's there's. I'm gonna go. That's a lie. That's a lie. There's. There's no way. I, th- I thought you were on to something for a second, but it's true. I'm sorry, Vikings fans. They have never held a lead. No way. But the pay. But you. You were right. I thought. I thought you were gonna get it. The Patriots and Steelers both have six Super Bowls, so that is a tie. So that is the false statement. But I, oh wait, did you say? Did you say the Patriots have more? Yeah, I said the Patriots have more. Oh okay. Oh my God, I'm so stupid. You're good, you're good. Okay, hold on. No, no, no. I could have completely glazed over my head. Now that was that was a good. That is so crazy. The Vikings have never, never, they've never led in any one of the four Super Bowls. That's what Parade.com tells me. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is a travesty. All right. So my three are first one: the Patriots Seahawks Super Bowl forty nine. Um, with uh, Malcolm Butler's goal line interception, that was the most watched Super Bowl of all time. The second one is that Jason and Travis Kelsey are the first set of brothers to play or coach against each other in the Super Bowl. And the third one 
is that Super Bowl halftime performers, in this case, in this year's, uh, is Rihanna, are not paid for their performance. All right, I like this one, and I, I know you're trying to be sneaky here. I want to I want to get to that second point. You you threw the coaches or players, and I know that John Harbaugh and Jim Harbaugh coaching. God damn it! Oh, I was I was I was trying to trick you with that, but okay, <laughs> that's a good so one. That's that, a good that, one. But interesting, uh, performers are not paid at halftime. I guess it's like the nope. idea that you just already get that publicity. I guess so you don't yeah. Pay. I mean, to be honest, like. The people who are performing there, you're not performing there unless you're worth like yeah, $50, $100 million. They do pay for all like the performers and like the stage props and everything. They pay for everything. They just don't pay the actual uh performer, which is, that's, I, I found that interesting. That no, like, you got to be willing to do it out of your own will. It's not just, you know, you're getting paid to do it. So, well, I guess the idea is like as a performer, like if you're on that big stage, you're already getting so much publicity. That's yeah, just good for you. Getting, I guess. Yeah. All right, I have one more I want to ask you, right? And this is a little Eagles-themed for the people out there. So the first statement here, right? The Eagles logo is the only NFL logo that faces to the left. All right, that's your first statement. The second one, long snapper Rick Lovato is the only special teamer from the 2017 Eagles team that's on this year's Super Bowl team. Or the last one, running back Corey Clement threw the ball to Nick Foles on the infamous Philly special. All right, it's the third one. It was Trey Burton, wasn't it? Yeah. Right. <laughs> that, you can't, you can't fool that, me. That's that's the problem with this game because when they have like one thing, that's easy to pick out. You know, it's uh, but but good for you. I'll, I'll give it to you. That was good. I think I think wasn't it Corey Clement? Did Corey Clement snap the ball? Corey Clement then, got the yeah. Corey Clement Clement got the snap. He, he got the snap. Yeah, and then uh, he, he handed ran, it to one. Right, he ran left, tossed it back at Trey Burton, and then Trey Burton. Threw and then, him. yeah, okay, that's right. good. Because when I was reading the question, like when I was uh, preparing it, right, I yeah. even like had it for a split second. I was like, oof, I know it wasn't right. Corey Clemmer. Like, I I always remember it because for some reason I was unreasonably high on Trey Burton going to the Bears. Like, I thought he was okay. going to be their future tight end, and I was so wrong on it. Like, he he's, <laughs> he, he he fell off after that play. So I just remember it as one of, like, my worst takes ever. So I was yeah. like, all right. That's, that's I, I hear you, I hear you. I know we all remember some stuff, but <laughs> he was actually really good. I don't know. I guess you, everyone goes to Chicago. You kind of just you fizzle out. Your career fizzles out. But <laughs> I'm sorry, Chicago Bears fan. That was, that was not necessary at the end there. <laughs> We still hope you enjoy your Super Bowl, but we hope everyone enjoys their Super Bowl Sunday this week, including Chicago Bears fans. Two number one seeds facing off this week. I mean, it's it's gonna be an action-packed Super Bowl. Can't wait for the Super Bowl ads as well. And uh stay tuned for our episode next week. We're gonna recap all of this, maybe dive into some of these coaching hires, see how we like the fit. Until then, it's been Arnav Rostogi and Sat Trinavas. Stay safe and take care.